There's nothing like a nice cup of warm blue milk to get you through the day. Oh, oh, he- hello there. Hello there, everyone. Um, this is Han Talks First. This is a Star Wars podcast where we talk about everything Star Wars. I'm so glad you could join us today. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast, welcome. If you're new here, it's so nice to have you. We are a Star Wars show where we talk about everything that's going on in the Star Wars world. Whether it's movies, TVs, books, or just basic conversation. And even video games. That's right. Today is the first ever Han Talks First video game review. We're going to be talking about the Vader Immortal VR game. So not just a regular video game, but the VR. For this Christmas, I was gifted the... Oculus Quest 2, which is so beautiful. If you guys want to see what it looks like and you want to see some gameplay of me actually playing it, you can head on over to the YouTube channel and you can see me playing Vader Immortal there. I have a uh, three-part series of my review on the YouTube channel, but you'll get the entire review plus a little extra content here on the podcast because you guys are... The bones of this show, my podcast listeners, you'll always be my number one, and I'll always make sure you get the extra content since this is where the show started. You know, before we jump into our main topic, I want to just wish everyone a happy new year. I hope you had a good celebration. I hope it was safe. I hope you were safe. I hope you were smart and responsible because we can't all be going out and, you know, being careless at a time like this. But if you did, I'm sure you made good choices and you were with people that were healthy and safe as well. But regardless, I hope you all had fun. I had a good time myself, stayed in, played it safe, played some games, and uh, I'm just so ready for 2020 to be over. Well, I'm so glad it's over. (laughs) We're going to ride its coattails for a little bit here at the beginning of 2021. But I got to tell you, I'm so excited for a new year. It's always a good feeling when you go into a brand new year. You know, as, as ridiculous as it might seem that, you know, the way us humans register time, you know, like we, we always celebrate the fact that we've rotated around the sun one more time. And that's how we declare a moment in time that is important to us. I just think it's interesting, you know. But at the same time, us doing that brings new ambitions and new new hopes and new dreams and inspires us to do different things or make resolutions and things like that. A resolution for me is I really want to focus my attention on this on this show, on this podcast. It, it was always 
when I started the show, it was as a therapy, right? It was just something that I really have always wanted to do. And so I just decided to do it. Just to, I, I've listened to tons of Star Wars shows in the past, and I always loved them. But at the same time, I wanted to hear something that I wanted to hear, so I decided I wanted to make it myself. While this show isn't much different from other Star Wars shows out there, it's unique to me. And I don't know, I'm happy with it. In addition to that, with the show and putting my full attention to it and a whole new year with new opportunities, I am very excited to announce that. Well, I can't officially make the announcement yet, but I have a new sponsor for Han Talks First that I'm still working out the details with. We're still signing all the paperwork and getting that in order. But once once that's done, I can finally put it on the show. And I promise they won't be long ads. Not at all. And it'll actually be beneficial to the listeners as well. Because it's... Uh, it's a very credible source. I wish I could I wish I could tell you more, but very soon you'll see Han Talks First is going to be sponsored by a new uh partner. So I'm really excited about that. So yeah, let's let's just jump into this main topic here. Again, thank you for joining us. And I'm gonna be talking about Vader Immortal episodes one, two, and three. I will start off without any spoilers, just in case some of you don't want to know anything. Uh, and then I'll warn you when the spoilers are going to come in. So let's start off by, I'll, I'll tell you a gist of what this game is about, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the creative aspects and a little bit of the story, nothing that gives anything away. Basically, this game takes place shortly before the movie Rogue One on planet Mustafar. And it's about two smugglers on the run from the Hut gangsters, and they get captured by the Imperials. And you, the player, comes into contact with Darth Vader. And the player has a link to an ancient lineage. An ancient lineage that Vader needs to unlock a long-lost artifact that contains unlimited power! Sorry. So anyway, Vader needs you to his own nefarious ends. He initially presses you into his service, and you become an ally with Vader. Then, as his intent becomes clearer over the course of the story, Vader becomes your enemy. Now, this video game is considered canon by Lucasfilm. And, again, I'm starting off without spoilers. But if you have not played the game... I highly recommend it. And I also recommend that maybe you come back and listen to this episode after you've played the game. I, for one, avoided spoilers for a full year until I got the chance to play this game because I thought it looked so cool. I never thought I would get an Oculus Quest or a VR system, but I did. And immediately got Vader for it. Immediately. No hesitation. (laughs) And it's fantastic. And then played all all the episodes immediately thereafter. Anyway, continuing on. Um, so the director of this whole series is Ben Snow. Ben Snow is a digital effects artist and an effects supervisor. Uh, 
And he's worked on films like King Kong, Iron Man, and Pirates of the Caribbean. But he's no stranger to Star Wars, having worked on Attack of the Clones and Secrets of the Empire. On Attack of the Clones, he was the visual effects supervisor and also worked on some of the visual effects personally. And Secrets of the Empire is that VR experience that is not available on home VR systems, but it was available in this VR experience uh, room called The Void. They had a couple locations around the U.S. I went to the one in Los Angeles, which is where I'm from, which, by the way, it's cold right now. It's, like, really, really cold. I don't know why. Like, I'm sitting here with a, a warm cup of blue milk. I just had some soup, which was not very good, but... It's it's cold. I don't, it shouldn't be this cold. Anyway, whatever. So yeah, Ben Snow, he's familiar with Star, the Star Wars world. And the Secrets of the Empire VR experience is kind of tied into Vader Immortal. It's basically an experience where you are acting as a rebel soldier and you impersonate a stormtrooper to invade Mustafar and basically find out what secrets the Empire is hiding given the name, Secrets of the Empire. It was a fun experience. I think they're still doing runs of it in places, so I would check that out as well. But they do not have it on a personal VR system. Ben Snow also wrote this series as well. He wrote it with David S. Goyer and Colin Mackey. Now, David S. Goyer is responsible for the script and the story. So he's the main writer on this project and the biggest contributor. David S. Goyer, he's most notably worked on the Dark Knight trilogy and a bunch of other, I think, Justice League. If, no, it wasn't Justice League. That was Chris Terrio. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, I believe. And Argo? No, that was also Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio, I'm getting confused because Chris Terrio wrote Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and anyway, David S. Goyer is the main writer on this, and he did a very phenomenal job. So here's my general review of the game, without any spoilers, and then I'll get into a spoiler one. So instead of being a regular type of VR game with fun puzzles and visuals, it's that with so much more. And the immersiveness of this first episode is beyond any video game I have ever played. I mean, this it went on to be game of the year in 2019. It's that good. It's a great balance between cinematic and interacting with the world. And it really does feel like you're stepping inside of one of the Star Wars movies. So from here on out, I'm really, that's really all I can say without getting into spoilers. There, there's, because so many people define spoilers in different ways. I don't know what I can say without hurting someone's uh, going into this experience. So I'll warn you now, if you don't want to know anything about the game, please come back and listen to this episode after you've played it. And Or or you can go and watch the YouTube video that shows me playing it as I review it, if you want to do it that way. Okay, so you were warned. Now going forward, <clears throat> I'm going to start off with episode one, right at the beginning, because this goes into the immersiveness that I was talking about of this game and the cinematicness of this world. So you start off on your ship, and you... Your co-pilot is a droid called Zoe, and she is voiced by um, Maya Rudolph, which is great. She's uh, been on SNL. She's been in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. She's a very famous comedian woman, but she plays the droid, and that was a very nice surprise to hear. 
Anyway, so as soon as the game opens, you're on the ship and you're flying around through, I think you're in light speed at the time. And as soon as I got in, I was like, whoa, this is insane. This was the first time I have ever been on my VR set and the first real game I've played on it as far as with a narrative storyline. And there's cues in the dialogue that other characters in there set up, such as like, hey, walk over here and turn the ship on. Right. So Maya Rudolph or Zoe immediately says, hey, come on up to the to the pilot seat and send us off into light speed. I immediately was like, nope. (laughs) And I started exploring the ship and you can walk anywhere you want to inside the ship. It's amazing. It's so cool. So I walked over to the wall and there was a bow caster on it, similar to Chewbacca's. And I was like, I wonder if I can grab that. And of course you can. You can pick it up. It's so cool. And anyway, it's just really immersive as it is and the controllers themselves vibrate if you hit something or if the ship is having turbulence and stuff like that so it's all very interactive and you feel like you're in the movie now when i when i finally approached the cue line or the prompt from the other character she said come up to the pilot seat and get us into light speed so there's switches around you and you can actually turn them on and interact with the blocking around you and then the first thing she has you do is take the lever and push it up so you can go into light speed mode. That was one of the, <laughs> right away, one of the coolest things ever. I mean, it starts you off this game by jumping into light speed. And I don't know how to explain it, but I really felt like I was touching the lever in the game. It's very ergonomic, the controllers. So, anyway. You go into light speed, and when you come out, you're over the planet Mustafar. And, well, it's a red planet. You assume to be Mustafar. Then you see TIE fighters, and they're, they're logging into your comms, and they're like, who are you? What are you doing here? Ah, uh, you, you, you uh, invaded our airspace. We're going to capture you. <laughs> so they capture you, and they bring you down to the planet Mustafar. And then you see it. As they're pulling you down to the planet, you see Vader's castle. Eh, just amazing. The opening of this game is truly special. I mean, not only for first-time VR users, but I would think for other people as well. I mean, the 360 environment, the game engine is very fast, and it's just, it, it all processes so well. But anyway, you see Vader's castle off in the distance, and as you get closer, it gets bigger and grander, and you realize, wow, this is the the castle that you've been led to believe it is, this huge, grand, and very intimidating-looking building. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to the time where you first meet Vader. So when they take you into the Mustafar castle, they bring you immediately to the brig, or to the jail area. And Zoe is locked up in the jail cell along with another Mustafarian, a local to the planet. Vader comes in down a dark hallway and you see him emerge through the doors and he just starts walking up to you. And it's one of the best feelings you can get in a video game. And it felt so real, like I was standing with Vader in the same room. So he walks up to you, gets right up in your face and he's tall. He's really tall. And then he he asks you, a series of questions. He says he's going to test you to see if you're the one that he's looking for. So immediately, you know that there's a big story involved with this game that you're going to have to f- follow through with. So he hands you this this square-looking puzzle, 
almost, like one of those mini puzzles. And he says, open this. See if you can open it. So you, the player, takes it, and you open it, and inside is a crystal. I'm not sure if it's kyber or not, but it is some form of an energy crystal. And then that's when he says, this is the one that I'm looking for. Now, at this point, we don't know, because he just walks away and he says, I will come back to you like you're important to me, etc. And then he walks out, and you're left in the holding cell until further notice. When <clears throat> So I played each episode, and then after each episode, I let my girlfriend play. When my girlfriend got to this moment <laughs> in the jail cell, <clears throat> there's one of those... Uh, do you remember in The Force Awakens when Rey was being interrogated by Kylo, and she's on one of those big platforms that's like one of those um torture uh i don't know what they're called those the the big the big tables that sit upright <laughs> i don't know but she, you, so there's one of those in the room and as soon as my girlfriend got to this part of the level she was like am i gonna get choked today <laughs> because vader the choking okay whatever it was funny at the time so Shortly after Vader leaves, one of those Mustafarians that I told you about in the cell calls you over. And I cannot remember the dude's name. But anyway, he explains that he's a local to the planet, and he is a Mustafarian. And the Mustafarians are these insect-like creatures that we actually got a glimpse of in the Revenge of the Sith movie. But anyway, he says, hey, I can help you guys escape. We just have to go find my wife and we'll get us out of here we'll go through the catacombs so we can escape so you help them escape and i'm gonna be jumping around a lot because i know you guys don't want to hear beat by beat how this game goes but anyway as you're escaping you come into like this ventilation shaft or like behind the scenes walkway in between rooms and you find yourself spying on vader this was incredible i love this you're like looking through the air ducts at what vader is doing and you see him with this giant machine, and he's talking to this mysterious figure that you don't know who it is. But this mysterious figure has a cloak over their head, a very deep, low resin voice. And he's instructing Vader on what to do with this technological device. Now, on this device, it's like it looks like a giant glowing Sith holocron, okay? And it's gold. It's emulating gold from it. And from this device, you hear the voice of Padme saying Anakin. And then it cuts off. And Vader gets upset. And then the walls start to, like, break down around you. And this was, it was a scary scene. It was thrilling. It was so much fun. Like, do you ever think you would get to spy on Vader in a, in a video game or just in a movie? It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So shortly after, as you're making your way through the catacombs to find your escape, you stumble across a lightsaber in what is a, uh, looks like a training room. Maybe where, maybe where uh, Vader would go to practice his lightsaber arts in the meantime while living on Mustafar. But anyway, you find this random lightsaber and it, it, it ignites a, a green blade. It's really cool. You really feel like you're holding it. And you just battle a couple droids. And it's basically a training regime just to get you up to the next boss battle. So that was really cool. A really cool introduction. And it walks you through it. And you can also do that as a separate experience in this game called the Dojo Lightsaber Training. 
And in that, you can actually level up and do a bunch of different tricks and techniques. You can change your lightsaber color and all this kind of stuff. It's really fantastic. It's such a great addition. And on top of that, you have other force powers too, which I'll get into a little later. So as you're making your way through Vader's castle in, uh, in reconnaissance mode, uh, the person you're looking for, which I think the Mustafarian said was his wife. I can't remember if they were married or not, but she is a, um, the priestess of their people, of their tribe. And so your goal is to find the priestess to help you escape. And at the point that you find them, they offer to help you escape if you can help them get that artifact that Vader is after before he gets it. Now, still at this point, we don't know exactly what that artifact is, but we do know that it is called the Bright Star. Now, at the end of episode one, it ends with a, a battle against a couple droids on your way to the sanctum of where the Bright Star is said to be. And this sanctum is that of a woman named Lady Corvax, who was an ancient, Force-sensitive female who lived on the planet Mustafar. And she's the one who originally used the powers of the, the Bright Star. So as you're on your way there, you're interrupted by Darth Vader. He steals your lightsaber from you, and he says... You're starting to realize your powers. Come with me. And at that point, you realize he knows that he can use you to go get that artifact. So now you're at the point of the story where you're like, okay, do I join Vader? Or do I stick to my plan and try to escape and try and steal this artifact from Vader? So Vader Immortal Episode 2 is where you really get into what the story of this game is. You learn more about Lady Corvax. You learn more about the Bright Star. You also learn more about your relationship with Vader. Now, Vader in Episode 2, it starts off where it left off in Episode 1. And Vader starts to train you a little bit more in the Force since he has starting to realize that you are learning your powers. And again, he says that you're part of this ancient lineage of the Corvax. At this point in the story, you still don't know who that is exactly, and, but you do start to learn as this story progresses on. I'll get into who Lady Corvax is in a second. First, I want to tell you about the opening of Vader Episode 2. So this is where you really get to learn the Force powers, and this is where it gets even more immersive and interactive with the environment of this game. You actually get to pick up rocks with the Force, throw things around. You get to throw some at Vader. It's almost like, and then he throws some back at you. It's almost like playing catch with your evil dad. <laughs> it's a really fun experience. And so he teaches you how to use your lightsaber a little bit more, teaches you how to block, how to pick up uh, rocks around you and throw them and interact a little bit more with the world. It's really, really, really cool. And I love it. But at this point in the story, he starts to explain a little bit more about who Lady Corvax is and where you're going and what the Bright Star is. So let me tell you here, because I have some additional information outside of the game from books I have all about who Lady Corvax is. So Lady Corvax is a Force-sensitive woman who lived on planet Mustafar with her husband, Lord Dorwin Corvax. One day, her husband died in battle, and she attempted to resurrect him by using the planet's most sacred artifact called the Bright Star. But instead of reviving him, 
The energies that was unleashed by the by the bright star completely destroyed the surface of Mustafar, making it is making what it is today. So that that in itself is very interesting because it explains that you know Mustafar used to be a lush planet thriving with life until this unfortunate incident, and that's why it's the volcanic, uh, decrepit hell that we see it in the movies and in this game. So that alone was just adding to the lore of Star Wars for me and making it even more exciting to be a part of this game. So what's the Bright Star? The Bright Star was a crescent-shaped crystal, and it was the most sacred artifact of the Mustafarians. And like I said earlier, the Mustafarians are, of course, the native species on the planet. And they're insect-looking creatures. They're probably about six feet tall, and you get to interact with them in the game. The priestess is one of the Mustafarians that you're looking for, and the first Mustafarian you met was the one that helped you break out of the cell. We actually got to see a couple of these creatures at the end of Revenge of the Sith. They were the ones mining the lava in the lava rivers by uh, the castle where where Vader was, and Vader and Obi-Wan were fighting. So... The Bright Star was supposed to be a life-giving crystal, but Lady Corvax needed a technological device to harness that power in order to save her fallen husband. So she created something called the Eon Engine. And at this point, you learn that was the device that Vader was talking to when you were spying on him earlier. That is the Eon Engine. Now, because Lady Corvax attempted to bring Dorwin back to life and failed... It cursed him to be trapped between the real world and the afterlife. So that mysterious, mysterious figure that we saw talking to Vader when we were spying on him was Dorwin Corvax, or Lord Corvax. He's also known as the Black Bishop, but we'll get into that later. So after the incident with the, the Bright Star at the beginning, when he, she tried to use it on her husband and failed... She decided to keep the artifact hidden in her sanctum, whose key could only be used by one of her descendants, and she hoped that one day a future descendant would be able to recover the bright star, bring it back to the Mustafarians, and perhaps repair some of the damage that she had done. So at this point, you realize that you are the great-great-great-great-great-grandson or daughter of Lady Corvax, and you are the only one who can open her sanctum and take the Bright Star back. Now, of course, at this point in your story, you're in an interesting position where you're getting it for Vader at this point. But you know if you give it to the Mustafarians, they'll help you off the planet, and Vader won't bring more destruction to the world. But at the same time, if you go with Vader, he can teach you your Force powers and have you be more in tune with them. So it's, it's, it's an interesting point of the game, a, a great pivotal moment, and which leads up to a great climax. So this is the point where you come in, the player, when, when you're confronting Vader at this point. So Vader's intent is to use the Bright Star to bring back Padme, of course, the voice we heard earlier. And throughout the game, the player, who is the descendant of Lady Corvax, learns that powers of the Force they never knew that they had, being trained by Vader himself without knowing his intent, to be used to bring his wife back. So Vader does eventually hook up the Bright Star to the Aeon Engine and activates it. 
And the crystal admitted a beam of energy into the sky, and then a blue shimmering outline of Padme begun to appear. This was really cool. However, before the star could finish its work, Lord Corvax comes back, freezes time, and helps you to go up against Vader again. So who is Lord Corvax exactly, aside from Lady Corvax's wife? So he's also known as the Black Bishop. Now, to be honest with you, there's not much we know about him, but I can go further by talking about his lightsaber, which at one point in the story you do find in the sanctum of Lady Corvax with the bright star. And it looks very medieval, very ancient, and it's actually known as a proto-saber. And if you want to see pictures or visuals, again, I recommend going to the YouTube channel and checking out the review there. But I was able to gather more information about this lightsaber from my lightsaber collection book that has details on every lightsaber there is. So this lightsaber is far more ornate than any other that we we know about. And this light sword actually has a corkscrew prong that twists around the base of its blue energy blade. And then a fan-like structure that connects the cross guard to the hilt. And it has an unusual crystal, crystal configuration, which relies on the exposed kyber crystal mounted on the ignition ring, perhaps attesting to the extreme age of this extraordinary force relic. Now, the saber itself is also an Easter egg, because built into it, where if you use the key crystal from Lady Corvax's sanctum and place it on top of the lightsaber, it cues a hollow map of secret treasures around the world in the outer rim. Now, the writer of Vader Immortal, David Esquire, has said that the idea of this type of prototype lightsaber may find its way into other mediums of the Star Wars universe. My theory on that is we will definitely see it in some of the High Republic novels that are coming coming out very soon. Some of them are already out, Um, but my theory is that we'll see them there because this is a very ancient weapon. And a prototype lightsaber, I was talking with someone about this earlier and their impression was a lightsaber powered by a battery pack that you wear on your belt. This one wasn't quite that. Imagine a medieval knights, like King Arthur type of Excalibur. So it looks like that again with like corkscrew prongs twisting around its base. And then the lightsaber itself, the the, the beam itself is very, very, very fragile. It takes a couple seconds for it to ignite and to extinguish, and it doesn't last for a very long time. And another great interactive part of the game is you can use your lightsaber to like carve walls and stuff. The first thing I did when I got mine was I wrote my name into the wall, <laughs> but it doesn't last very long if you're using it to penetrate a hard surface. So that's one of the downfalls about this lightsaber, but it's very interesting. And its history, again, adding to the lore of the Star Wars universe. This is a very, this this game all around adds so much story to everything you can think of in Star Wars. And it's more than just a game where you hunt down Vader or something. It's It adds to every single element, every single movie, and it really ties in to what George Lucas was trying to do with everything. Now, I did kind of rush the latter half of this review because, again, I don't want to go beat by beat through this. 
and bore you guys with the the minor details, but the little details about this game are amazing. My favorite episode overall was episode two. I think it's the most climactic, uh, the most immersive, and uh, just the most fun, the most enjoyable episode. It's It definitely does not stand on its own. So if you all are looking for, maybe I'll buy one episode. I mean, you can do it with episode one alone, but you really need all three to experience the full game. Or else it, the story doesn't make sense because it is heavily narrative. So unless you're playing these back-to-back, it's going to be really hard to follow. But if you're someone who doesn't care and you just want to play a good game... I recommend episode two. It is absolutely amazing. I mean, you get to use the actual force. You get to like pick up stormtroopers and choke them and throw them across the room. You get to use uh, detonators uh, and like you get to click it like how um, Leia does in Return of the Jedi. And then you can throw it and blow up stormtroopers. You get to take down a TIE fighter. <clears throat> but it's it's amazing. It's really, really cool. You can blast... Um, you can deflect blaster shots with your lightsaber and, and fire them back at stormtroopers. It's, it's insane. One of the cool things me and my girlfriend discovered while playing it was if you take down a stormtrooper, you can actually take their weapon that they dropped on the ground and you can actually use it. So there's so many different parts of this game that are, that are moving pieces and they're interactive. Uh, things that they don't even prompt you to do. So it's definitely a game you might want to play multiple times because it almost has an open-world feel to it. There are boundaries, many boundaries. But if you played anything like Halo with these big landscapes and it gives you the impression that you could go anywhere, that's what this feels like. The story is very good. It's written very, very well. You could tell that there was some, there was some effort and thought put into this story. Something that's interesting about the background of this game is that David S. Goyer was approached to write a VR game back in 2017. So this was two years before its release. And at the time, he didn't, no one knew who was working on the game. They didn't know if they would be able to get the rights to Vader. Because while this is a Lucasfilm project, they still needed approval by the higher-ups such as a story group, to make sure that they could use characters such as Darth Vader. But they knew when they were writing this that they wanted to have a main character as one of the people in the VR. And the thought of Vader kept coming up for David S. Goyer, and then they started writing something to it, and they finally got approval. So to think that we almost got this game, and it wasn't about Darth Vader, is a little... It's a little scary to me because I think the way it turned out was perfect. And the ending of this the ending of this game sets it up to where you can still have sequels or continued stories. It closes off this game, but it opens the possibilities for a bunch of new stories ideas. And that's what's really exciting about it. I really hope David Esquire comes back to write a spin-off of this. But what another, sorry, another, all over the place. Another highlight of episode two is you get to fight a rancor. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Um, at one point when you're kind of having a confrontation between Vader, 
the floor beneath you starts to crack and a rancor comes out and he starts to attack Vader and you fall through the, the cracks in the floor and you don't know what happens to Vader and the rancor at that point, but you do assume Vader fled the scene because the rancor starts coming after you and then you have to fight off the rancor. You're using your lightsaber, you're throwing rocks at it with the force, you're trying to save um, some of the Mustafarians from getting hurt. It was just, uh, that was so incredible. And honestly, kind of scary at times because you're trying to dodge hits and you're trying to you know save your own life while trying to save others and all while fighting this huge giant creature that... <laughs> was in Return of the Jedi. And you kind of feel like Luke Skywalker in that moment. It was at Vader episode two is the highlight episode of this game. Absolutely incredible. Episode three, of course, is just as good. I mean, that's where you get the final closing chapters of the Lady Korvac story, which in itself could be its own game. I would love to see maybe an animated version of the Korvax family and their history. When they're telling you the Korvax story, they do cut to a cinematic that is almost like a watercolor, um, stained glass type painting. It's very beautiful, very pretty, and it tells you the story about the Korvaxes. But yeah, their, their story just as well is its own Star Wars beauty. I mean, <laughs> everything about this game is truly special. And I don't know what else to say about it. I love the Quest 2, the Oculus Quest 2, the VR system I have. The next game I'm going to get is going to be Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which apparently is just about the, um, the theme park. And you're walking around there and you get into like trouble with like the locals there. Uh, I don't know anything else other than that. I like to go into these things kind of blind. But it does look really, really fun. And the graphics look a lot better in Galaxy's Edge. There was a two-year time period difference, so that could factor in. I'm not saying the graphics in Vader are bad. They're phenomenal, um, considering the engine that they're run off of. But yeah, it, it was phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else left I have to say about it. I highly recommend it. You know, each episode is $10. So they also have a sale if you want to buy them all at once. I think they're something like uh, 40% off, which is a really, really good deal. So go get that. I, I, I can't recommend this enough. It's so much fun. And it's not just a one and done. You can go back and level up in the lightsaber dojo. Oh, and that's where you learn other force powers. That's what it was. I was going to mention. So in the dojo, you can learn other force powers such as force lightning. <laughs> <laughs> you actually get to use force light. It feels like you're a kid when you're playing this game. It really does. When you're when you're little and you imagine using a real lightsaber or using force lightning, well, you actually get to do it now. And it truly is special. And it, it's such an amazing feeling. And I love it so much. So if any of you get the chance to play it, highly recommend it. And again, you can go watch my gameplay. There's not much, but there is a little gameplay of me using it on my YouTube channel. And it's just at Haunt Talks first. And I go into a little deeper dive of Lady Corvax. And not a deeper dive, but it's more condensed. But I do show some visuals from the game. And it'll give you a better idea of what this stuff looks like. Especially the prototype lightsaber. The proto-saber. 
which is also very beautiful. But yeah, I, I'm going to close it off here today. Um, again, I mean, I consider this the first episode of the new year. So welcome to all of you who are new, if you made it this far. <laughs> and thank you so much to all the listeners. You know, whether you're listening while you do chores around the house, while you're taking your morning walk to work, or you're in traffic, whatever it may be, you are a reason why I have continued to do this for so long because of the great reception. And I'm just so blessed to be here and I'm so thrilled. Don't forget, we have an announcement coming soon about a new sponsor for Hot Talks First. That is not only benefiting me, but also the listeners as well. And uh, you will see why very, very soon. Up until then, please consider joining me on the YouTube channel. I will do live streams on Sundays, Sundays slash Mondays, depending on how that week looks. Star Wars replay was skipped last week because there's not much going on in this week, in this, the tail ends of the years for Star Wars but it will come back. And yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say. You should, you guys should hit me up on social media at Han Talks First. If you do, if you like this show, if you want to suggest topics for the show or video topics, all you have to do is message me on Instagram. It's at Han Talks First. I'm the picture of the little animated guy holding Grogu. <laughs> You'll see it. And we can, I, I'll make it happen. On the live streams on YouTube, you can interact with me in real time. I will answer all questions that are submitted in the live chat. And if you want to support this podcast on a monetary level, you can send in a tip or a donation at the link in the description below. StreamElements.com slash Han Talks First. You can pick a tip tier or you can just set your own tip. Any tips are, are appreciated, but of course not, not mandatory. Um, but it does help me improve the quality of this podcast and it does help me to continue to do it. So I appreciate your support with that too, but that's it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening again. Go check out Vader immortal, at least go watch the gameplay. If you're not going to buy it, it's so great. I love everything about it. I want more. Ah, it's, uh, it's amazing. And happy new year to you all. I wish you the best of successes and the highest of regards the warmest of regards going forward and now somehow some way somewhere this week may the force be with you <laughs>